a weekly podcast talking about high school and college sports right here in Central Illinois. I'll discuss what I saw in the past week, what's coming up on Channel 1450, and what we're looking forward to. Episode 46 is here, Season 2, and we've got Hank Beatty as this week's special guest. But first, what I saw in the past seven days. Last Thursday, Williamsville, the winners of the Sagamore Conference, taking on the Springfield Senators, who sit in second place in the CS8. And the Bullets blast the Senators for a huge win at home. Watch out for Williamsville. On Friday, I went to Petersburg to talk with Abby Bell and Trace Schaub on their signing day at Porta. Then, it was off to Chatham for some CS8 soccer, the makeup game between Glenwood and Sagardar Griffin. The Titans get the win and stay in first place in the CS8. More on that shortly. Saturday, back in Chatham for a huge softball game between a very good Carterville team and the Titans. 26 combined runs, a 9-run lead, a 7-run inning, and a 3-run bomb from Claire Black to tie things up in the bottom of the 7th. Yeah, just pure chaos. What a great game. Two great teams. Go check out the highlights of that one. On Monday, it was Springfield High School signing day as well as a trip to Hartsburg Endem to talk with Race Sherwood. Signing day, Monday for me. On Tuesday, back to soccer. More in Chatham. Springfield High just one conference loss coming in, looking for a share of the CSA title with Rochester as well. But Glenwood scores four in the second half to win the CSA title outright again. Also, Ryland Law scores three goals to set a new school record for goals scored in a single season by a Titan. Look at the long line of incredible soccer players that have played for Glenwood, and Ryland is only a sophomore. She's a special talent, and they have a very good team. Wednesday night, they moved up to Central State 8 boys track meet, so I spent the night in Chatham again. Track meets take way too long. I'll just start there, but I'll save that for another day. Glenwood wins by a wide margin for a three-peat on the boys' side. Lanfear's James Harris wins the 100, 200, and 400. Impressive showing from the Lions. Now, let's talk about what's coming up on Channel 1450 in the next week. On Thursday, we've got Athens Signing Day, and there's a couple good non-conference baseball games. We may sneak those in. On Friday, Girls Regional Championship Soccer. U-High is playing in their own regional. Athens is playing for a title in Warrensburg. SHG is playing QND at SHG, and Monticello is at Williamsville playing the Bullets for a title on Paul Jenkins Field. We will also have Granite City at Glenwood. That's a top five matchup in the state of Illinois. On Saturday, we will have CS8 Tennis and the North Mac Soccer Regional title. Pleasant Plains looking to start their run to state. Watch out for the Cardinals. Let's jump to Monday. Glenwood at Quincy Softball, Pawnee at Springfield Baseball, Plains at Glenwood Baseball, and Jacksonville at Lincoln Baseball. On Tuesday, the big one in the Central State 8. Glenwood at Springfield High Baseball and Glenwood at Springfield High Softball. Major conference implications there. The Glenwood Titans softball team already clinched at least a share, but those are two really good games next week with the Springfield High Senators who just swept the Rockets. Also keep an eye on Rochester at Jacksonville Baseball on Tuesday. In postseason soccer on Tuesday at the Riverton Sectional is the SHG Regional winner against the Alton Marquette winner and then the North Mac Regional winner against the Greenville Regional winner. At the Williamsville sectional on Tuesday, it's U-High's regional winner against the Warrensburg regional winner, followed by the Williamsville regional winner against the Monmouth-Roseville regional winner. I know that's a lot, but sectional action at Riverton and the 1A level in soccer on Tuesday. Baseball and softball postseasons also get underway Monday and Tuesday. I'll have an update next Thursday on who's playing where and for what regional titles in 1A baseball and softball on Next Wednesday, Springfield High at Glenwood Baseball and Softball. Like we said, those are major conference implication games there. The Titans look to wrap up the spring sports trifecta of conference titles. They won the soccer. They won girls track. They won boys track. Can they win baseball, softball, and 
you know, tennis on Saturday. We'll see. Anyways, postseason is here. We're about to go deep into the action. So let's get to this week's guest. It's Illini football player Hank Beatty talking all things football and Illinois. All right, spring football has ended, so it's time to talk to Hank Beatty about the first year, man. How's it feel to say you're you're one year in of, of college football? One year in, it sounds pretty crazy, but it, it flew by, and I'm excited to be here, so it's been good. One year ago at this time, you're wrapping up your time at Rochester. You're getting ready to graduate. Um, what was the timeline of when you kind of left and, and went up there to Champaign? Uh I think I got up there. We had to move in like May 30th, so I only had like two weeks off of school after graduating, um, and then we got right into it. We went like we have an eight-week summer workout program, and then we have like a little break, and then we go into fall camp in the season. So that's exactly what we're going to do this year again. So I got a little bit of time off, and then get right back to it. When you move in there as a freshman, what's what's it like? Is there a bit of a culture shock? Like people always say that moving to college, but it's like. How much did you kind of just fit right into everything so scheduled and regimented? Did it really affect you? Yeah, it didn't affect me a ton just because they, like, pretty much micromanage us and give us a schedule that we have to follow, so it's not terrible. Um, but it's definitely a lot different from high school, just um, the amount of work they got to put in and just how much they expect out of you. Was there a moment during that first week where you were like, man, this is, this is maybe this is a lot different than I expected? I was, I was worried about that. Because I had talked to uh, previous athletes and I was like kind of wondering how it was going to go for me in, in that kind of way. But it really wasn't that bad. I kind of just fit right in. And, um, you know, I expected to work hard and they worked as hard. So, I mean, it's kind of, it's not bad. I like it. And before you move in, you're obviously on, you know, text threads and discussions with other guys who are in the same situation. Did that help at all? And what was that kind of relationship like building now that you're kind of around those guys all the time now? Yeah, you know, I, we spend every second of the day together with, <laughs> with my teammates. So it's like my roommate actually, we're the same We're the same major in school. So we, uh, we have our workouts together. We do all our football stuff together. And then we go to all our classes together. <laughs> so I'm like literally with that kid 24-7. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool because we're all kind of going through the similar experience, um, freshman year, and just getting used to everything. So we all kind of like bonded over that, I think, and it was we got pretty close. Was there a moment during that first couple weeks where you're like, man, this is this is Big Ten football, like this is pretty cool? Yeah, there was you know, for the first week they kind of had the freshmen separated from the rest of the team because we had to go through like our initial testing and like kind of get slowly introduced to the workouts um, that they're doing. But then, like, um, I think it was, like, the second week or something, we finally started doing stuff with the rest of the team. And I was like, you know, we're in the weight room with these dudes who are putting up crazy numbers. And I'm like, holy cow, these dudes are literally grown men. Yeah. yeah. You're you're in there with guys who got drafted in the NFL draft this year. Like, mm-hmm. guys who are at that level. Um, what's that moment like where, I mean, in high school, you've always been the best of the best. And now you're like, okay, now I'm just kind of at the bottom again yeah you kind of got to start all over and work your way up um but it's definitely cool seeing all those dudes and seeing how they go about their day like um just the kind of different things they do like what they do for extra work and how their work ethic is and you know all the little extra things they do like nutrition and recovery and it's like a whole process so it's like watching them do what they do and then trying to like kind of customize my own schedule for how I want to do things it's it's been really helpful how much did your not only physical body but mentally how much did you kind of adapt and how long did that take 
would say, so going in, I thought I had like a pretty good um, idea of what they kind of wanted to do um, from a mental standpoint. And then I got there and it, I had a lot of growing to do. Um, not not a ton, but I mean, well, yeah, a ton. But like, I was I was in a decent spot, but it really kind of opened up my eyes to how much more is going on behind the scenes and how much goes into these games. Yeah, a lot different than just high school. Definitely a lot different. <laughs> and, and that's coming from a guy who knew that Derek Leonard playbook pretty well, and I'm sure that that's not a, a small book by any means. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> um, how much different is um, learning that type of what you need to know offensively compared to what you knew in high school? Um, it's not. It's not too much different. We actually kind of run a similar offense. Um, we run the ball more, obviously, because we had—I mean, we had Chase last year. Um, but yeah, we kind of the way the system is structured is uh, pretty similar to how we run things in high school. So it wasn't terrible um, in terms of learning what to do and where to be at. So I thought that kind of helped me out a little bit. Did you feel like in the program that there's definitely like? a settling in factor of Bielema has been there for a couple years now and it's kind of like okay people know what to expect and like this is how everything's running and it's running pretty well in the right direction at this point yeah definitely I think so I've talked to a bunch of the older guys and I was like how was it whenever he first came in and you know compared to the old coaching staff and everything and um yeah coach B definitely he got rid of the guys that were not fit for like what he was trying to do um and I've heard that from a lot of people. He definitely has a certain type of player that he likes. And I would say that our team now is like, definitely understands what he wants and what he's trying to do. Cause he's trying to build, you know, winning culture, like sustained success. Like obviously we had a better season. His first year was good and it got better and better. And so he's just trying to keep, keep getting better and better so that it's like, you know, a winning program. And that definitely takes a lot of work and the kind of player that you have that has to buy into that is is a certain type of player. He definitely has kind of molded us all into being that kind of player. Does that give you a little bit of extra, you know, pride and motivation to say that he sees that in you? I'll say, yeah. Um, he kind of brings it out of everybody a different way, I would say. And obviously our position coaches and the coordinators uh, push us all different ways. But... Um, yeah, I'll say at the end of the day, he's really just trying to make us all better, you know, good players on and off the field, so that's definitely a good thing. How much do you think that, not necessarily him, but, you know, the entire program, um, how much do they really expect a freshman to come in and actually contribute and, you know, be a guy, not necessarily even in practice, but in a game? Like, do you, was there an adjustment period for you where you are like, okay, I'm probably not going to, like, see the field very much like, what, what was that like? Yeah, definitely going in as a freshman, I was like, I might have to work my way up for one or two years, like, not not really play my freshman year. Um, and then I get there, and it was kind of my position coach who really uh, opened up my eyes to that, Coach McDonald. Um, I had a pretty good, like, first few practices, and then he started, like, rotating me in with the first and second team a little bit. Um, and then, Is that scary? It was scary. It was definitely <laughs> scary. Because um, I was going like, to, oh, this is my chance. Like, I know, like, yeah. I was like, I can't mess this up. Um, but yeah, it was definitely eye-opening. Because then, um, I think it was the week before our first game. We had a week zero game against Wyoming. And he brought me into his office. And he was kind of like, 
yo, I, I really want to play this game. Like, I want to get to a good spot where I feel comfortable putting you in. And, you know, as a freshman, you're kind of like, you're not really sure, like, if coaches are like, you have to figure out if coaches are being, like, honest or not. Yeah. Because um, some kids are promised things and then they it never happens. Yeah. So I was kind of like, I didn't want to get my hopes up. Mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, okay, we'll just see how it goes. Like, hopefully I get in a little bit maybe. Right. And then he started playing me. Um, and I was kind of surprised, but then I kind of just settled in and, um, I was, I was really worried that I would be super nervous, like in front of a big crowd, but it really wasn't terrible. Um, it's kind of just, you know, you're going out there and you're just doing what you practice all the time. So it wasn't terrible. What is that mindset of being the guy who, you know, you're going to get a chance. You don't know when it is. So you have to be completely ready. (laughs) And that's like a, like you wake up on Saturday morning and you're like, man, you know, this it could be. Yeah. It could be. Uh, if the game starts at one, it could be at two thirty. It could be at four thirty. That's a long time to really run all those things through your head. I know. So, yeah. As a starter, you know, like you're the guy. You're gonna get the ball. Like mm-hmm. you know what's gonna happen. So, but as a backup, you're kind of like, man, I could get thrown in at any point in the game. Like, the starter could get injured. The starter could have a big play, be tired. You know, anything could happen. So you've got to be ready. Um, and that's one of the things that I really had to work on was. We would go over the plays because every every week we had like new install and it was like a ton of stuff. So it's like, you know, if you don't get it, then you don't get it and you're, you're screwed. Yeah. So I had to go over plays like every day with my coach because if I get put in and they call any play, I have to be ready for any play. So it's really, they really expect everybody in the room to, to prepare like you're a starter. So you have to be really ready for that. How did you mentally prepare for that what what was different about that compared to what you did in high school where you kind of just yeah well, not that Derek didn't trust you but yeah. you could kind of do your own thing yeah so <laughs> yeah in high school if I messed up it was kind of like oh you know it's okay <laughs> he's gonna yell at you you yeah, probably bit. will but yeah um but yeah if you mess up it's like what the hell are you doing get out it's yeah. like you mess up one time and you're you're done like you don't get another chance but um to prepare for that it was really just, uh, I took a ton of notes in meetings because we had meetings like every morning. So I would be taking notes in there and I would look over the notes and then I would go and we would I would sit down with a group of guys um, the night before the game with our coach and we would go over plays. He would read us a play, like every play that we had for that week, he would read us every single play and then we would say where we're lining up, what we're doing and like what our assignment is. So mental, that's the mental side of things. How did you feel physically? At what point did you feel comfortable saying... I have the skills, I have the ability, I'm comfortable in this spot. Physically, I would say probably like halfway through spring camp whenever I started like, because the first few times with the ones and twos, like I was just out there like kind of just feeling it out a little bit. Um, And then they started throwing me the ball a little bit and I was able to catch it and get open a little bit. So um, that's kind of when I started feeling like, okay, like I feel like I can do this a little bit. Um, Because coming in, I was like, I don't know, like, if I'm physically developed enough to be able to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after, like, one or two weeks in spring camp, I started feeling a little more comfortable. And then after that, it just kind of kept building and building and building my confidence. The relationship with not only your teammates, like, the, the guys in your position, but the quarterbacks, um, you obviously knew how important that was in high school. And um, <clears throat> kind of watching guys like Nick and Avante and those guys work in the offseason, how much work they put in in the offseason – um, that's only what I can speak on, but what? how do you see that now, especially 
that you're at the Big Ten level? Like the amount of work dudes put in in the offseason? Or the relationship that you have to build with your quarterbacks as well. Yeah, for sure. Because so, it's not just a starter. You don't know if it, it could yeah. be any of those guys, like you said. It really could, yeah. So I would say during during the offseason, like the first summer that I was there, um, we had like a group text of the receivers and the tight ends and the running backs and the quarterbacks, and we would go probably throw at least, at least twice a week because this was during workouts, so we weren't practicing. Um, and this was like the first time that I had done like any football related stuff with the rest of the team. So you kind of had to just build that trust with the quarterbacks. And it's, it's kind of hard to do when you're doing like routes on air against like no defense, Mm -hmm. but it just kind of gets, you just kind of get the timing down and the feeling down. And then whenever you get in practice, then you can really build that trust, like getting open and catching the ball and making plays. Um, but yeah, it's really just like the amount of work you put in in the offseason. Like, I'll come back here and we'll throw with Nick and Avante and Deontay and all those guys. Um, and I mean, we've been doing that for I don't even know how many years. Like, ever since they've gone to college. I think since yeah, you've been in like seventh grade. Yeah, you've probably been out there with them doing pretty that. much. Yeah. So obviously, those guys got a really good relationship, um, and it takes a long time to build that trust. But I feel like I had a pretty good relationship with Tommy and and Art. I had a really good relationship with Art, really. Um, and then this year, I'm really close with the quarterback in my grade, and we just got that transfer um, from Ole Miss, who I've, I've, I feel like I've got a good relationship with. But, you know, it takes a long time um, to build that trust, and it's just a lot of work. you got to put in a lot of extra work with those guys. Does it help you at all building those relationships, knowing that you have time at quarterback and understand that position maybe a little bit better than some receivers do? Yeah, I would say because – Sometimes when you're out there and you like, you don't connect on a pass or something, um, you know, it's kind of like you don't know whose fault it was. But like, if I've played quarterback, so it's kind of like, you know, if I'm if I'm in man coverage and I don't break it off enough, I can kind of feel like the quarterback's trying to throw the ball to a certain spot, and if I don't get there, I don't get there. That's my fault. Um, and then if it's, like, zone or something, like, I kind of know where I need to sit because I know where the quarterback's going to throw it. So that kind of helps me out, especially in, in zone, I feel like, the most. You, uh, I don't know if this is the right thing to say, but you also understand that a quarterback at the college level probably has a bit of an ego compared to a high school quarterback. Yeah. I mean, even a high school quarterback has an ego to where it's, mm-hmm. like, even if it wasn't maybe their fault, you just say, hey, that's my bad. Like, yeah. Or, you know, building that relationship, you kind of have to have those um, – like you said, that trust, that they trust that you're going to be in the right spot and they're not, you're not going to make them look bad, vice versa. That's Yeah, for sure. And, you know, uh, Tommy and Art um, were both from New Jersey and so was the quarterback in my class. So those guys definitely got <laughs> some flair to them. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, if you, if you mess up or you run the wrong route or something and the quarterback's looking at you like, what are you doing? He's not going to be afraid to say something. Like, he's going to be like, you messed that up. Like, you need to fix that. Don't let that happen again. I think that's good because, you know, guys need to be able to talk to each other and letting know, let each other know when they're doing something wrong. So I feel like that's a pretty good thing. Coming from Rochester as a football program, moving into Illinois, what would you say the time difference is per week of how much football stuff you do in high school compared to football stuff you do in college? Yeah, I would say, man, in high school it was so easy like, thinking about <laughs> you it. You probably have practice for, what, three hours a day? You lift for maybe an hour yeah, and that's and, it, and right? that's it, yeah. Now it's like... A little rocket time, I guess, but you, yeah, you know. Yeah, a little, little film study on the <laughs> side. But, uh, yeah, going from high school to college, it's like, 
you just eat, breathe, and sleep football over there. Maybe I should ask this question. How much free time do you have a day where you get to do whatever you that, want to yeah. do? I would say, I would say maybe like three, three hours of free time. But even like... <laughs> That's not you, counting sleep, Yeah, right? it's not counting sleep. <laughs> yeah. But like, even when you have free time, it's kind of like there's other dudes who are putting in extra work. Yeah. So it's like, you got to put in extra work if you want to be, if you want to be able to compete. So it's like, you don't get a ton of free time. Mm-hmm. That's the best way to put it. Well, how would you describe the resources that are available to you now at the Big Ten level? Uh, not only like nutrition, but you know, working out. Take us behind the scenes of that and how how you've experienced that your freshman year and maybe what you expected versus what you see. Yeah, so I wasn't really sure like how things were going to go in terms of like nutrition and working out and like medical staff and all that. Mm-hmm. But once I got there, it was like they really just give you everything you need to be successful and it's really up to you whether you use those resources to become successful like we have the weight rooms open like 24 7 there's five strength coaches that are always there if you want to get extra work if you want them to write you up a program for something specific like if you're trying to get faster like we're obviously going to do like speed workouts and our regular lifting every day but then on top of that if you're like i want to get faster they can write you up something like that and it's really easy um, I have like a, I have a diet that I have to follow, um, that the nutritionist wrote up for me. Like they don't do it. They don't, um, make everybody do a diet, but like, if you want to, you can go in and request for one. So mm-hmm. I did. And they have like a, a nutrition station where they just have like protein shakes and, you know, supplements and all that stuff lying around. So yeah. you can really just go in and grab that whenever, um, and the medical staff, you know, they're really good about rehab and stuff with people and uh, treatments. So, like, if you need something, if you're, like, something's bothering you, you can just run in there and, you know, they'll fix you up in, like, a day or two. It's really good. And then they have, like, they have so much stuff for recovery. They got, like, cold tubs, hot tubs. Uh, they have, like, compression sleeves for your legs. Um, so it's really, it's really incredible the amount of stuff that we have access to. And then even, like, the film study, we get, like, iPads to watch film on, but then you can also go in into the meeting rooms and they have tons of film and you have access to all your coaches all your coaches stuff so like if your coach like like for me personally um my coach has like a bunch of tapes of like the thousand yard receivers for the NCAA and I'll go through and I'll click on dudes who have like a similar play style and body type to me Mm -hmm. and then you can just kind of watch their film and see what they do and what makes them successful and then try and take take something from their game and incorporate it into your game so it's really there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that I don't think people realize if you don't mind talking about it can you describe what your diet is and kind of what what that looks like for you yeah so right now I'm kind of like I'm kind of gaining I'm not really like in a bulk and I'm not really in a lean so it's kind of like I'm, I'm kind of in a maintain but I'm just like slowly adding like a pound of muscle here a pound of muscle there losing a pound of fat there Mm -hmm. um so it's kind of like just every meal i try and eat like a spinach salad with every meal um get like three pieces of protein whatever it is like three pieces of chicken three pieces of whatever it is um and then just just a little bit of carbs i try and cut the carbs out a lot um and then they have like these uh these protein shakes at the facility i was talking about and I drink those like probably like three times a day, um, and that's pretty much how I do every meal. It's, it's nothing crazy. Like they don't like 
they don't tell you exactly what to eat and the, the exact amount. They kind of let you like have a little bit of freedom. Uh, so it's nice, but it's kind of just like how you want to do it and what you want to do with your body. Is there like certain times that you're allowed to go in and get certain foods or um, like do you guys have a cafeteria that's open all the time or how's that work? Yeah, so there's like a there's like an athlete dining hall that's open from like eight to one or something. Um, so usually we'll eat before before you lift. Um, depending on what your lift time is, I probably eat around like seven in the morning. And then right after I lift, I'll have like a protein shake and like a little snack. And then around like 11, 12 o'clock, I'll go into the dining hall and um, eat like a spinach salad and protein and a little bit of carbs. And then probably around 3 o'clock, have another protein shake. Um, 5 or 6, have dinner wherever. Like you know, They let you go wherever you want to eat. Um, and then right before I go to bed, the protein shake. So you're not coming home and eating a bunch of horseshoes and just kind of... I mean, I might do that once or twice, but uh, it's hard to pass up on horseshoes. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about the um, the workout side of things? How much are you working out now? And what, like you said, you're not trying to add too much weight, but at the same time, you want, like you said, you want to maintain. How does that work, especially in the off season? So, during the summer, especially, we do a ton of running. We they do a lot of speed work with us, so it's not too hard to like not gain too much weight because um, we do a pretty even amount of running versus lifting. Um, but yeah, we lift lift every day. Um, Monday through Friday and then there's there's like optional stuff on Saturday that a lot, most of the guys go to um, but yeah it's like we'll do like first 30 minutes of a workout will be like soft tissue like loosening up stretching and stuff do like an hour hour and a half of lifting and running um, and then we'll have like team runs too in the summer which are pretty brutal <laughs> um, with the NFL draft just going on and you know Witherspoon going as high as he is, and just how good the Illinois defense was last year. Um, how much do you go up against those guys, and how much do you feel like that's going to help you? Illinois is known as such a good defensive team, and kind of like DBU at this point, where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you're on the other side of that now. Like, how does that feel for you? Yeah, it was pretty crazy because um, during fall camp is really when we go ones on ones and twos on twos the most, and then the rest of the season it's kind of like, you know, scout team versus first team. Yeah, but. Um, during that time, it was really like, holy cow, these dudes can play. Because I'm going up against, like, I'm not going against Spoon, but yeah. like, I'm going against like um, Martin, the guy who got drafted second round. And, you know, just seeing how athletic and how, like, just how well those guys can read what's going on is crazy. So it's definitely a confidence booster when you catch a pass against them mm-hmm. or like have a good play. Um, but yeah, that really just, it kind of like opened up my eyes to like, these dudes can really play, and like I didn't, I didn't realize how good Quan was, um, but then he got drafted in the second round. I was like, holy cow! <laughs> like that's pretty crazy. And he obviously tested out of his mind at the combine. Um, but yeah, just knowing that I've played against guys like that gives me a little bit of confidence knowing like, all right, all right I can play at this level. And how much do you feel like that helps the entire program in terms of not only just confidence, but like. Like we talked about earlier, just kind of building the program in the right direction and going in that right way. Yeah, for sure, because playing against guys like that, it just sharpens, like, the whole offense, um, especially that quarterback-receiver connection. Because, uh, like, whenever you're playing against dudes like that, you really got to trust your receivers, and you really got to trust the quarterback to make the right read and the right throw. Um, so, you know, going against those guys in fall camp and during the season and then playing – 
other defenses, it's kind of like, wow, okay, this is not as hard as playing our own defense, and it makes the game feel a little slower and easier to read. You talked about the conversation you had with Coach and how you kind of knew what he expected from you in your freshman season. You knew you were going to get playing time. Um, how does that attitude and mindset change now that you're going into your sophomore year? You you got that experience. There's nothing like they're not going to throw anything at you that you don't maybe understand, and now you know you, you kind of ex- step up those expectations. Yeah, so, yeah, going into last season was kind of like just kind of feeling it out, seeing like where I fit in. But now that I kind of know the room and know the offense and um, know how the team is working, I definitely want to like get more time and um, progress my role on the team a little more. And I feel like I had a pretty good spring ball, and that's what the coaches told me. Um, so I feel like I've, I've gotten closer to that goal. Um, but definitely still a lot of work to do this summer and during fall camp before the season starts. Like you can see where you're at and you kind of get that feel, but uh, when the coaches say it, like you said, they're not going to bull you and say, yeah. you know, hey, you're doing good and mm-hmm. it's not true because in this day and age, especially with the portal and everything, it's like, why would they lie to you? They're, yeah. they're, they're going to tell you the honest truth. Yeah, and we had like exit meetings with all our coaches after spring camp and I went in and talked to my position coach and he was like, yeah, you had a good spring and then he was like, this is what you need to work on. Like, you need to keep getting better. You need to make another jump um, just to be able to, you know, keep up with the starters. Um, and that's good because my position coach is a hard dude, I'll say. He's he's tough. Um, so, you know, him always being tough on us, it kind of drives us to keep working and never, like, yeah. relax and be like, okay, we're like... Because I feel like I had a good spring, and there's times where I'm like, okay, I'm having a good spring. Like, I can I can back off a little bit, but then he's always there to remind me, like, no, you can't back off. Cause there's, dudes that, yeah, yeah. there's dudes at other programs who are working just as hard as you, and so you got to keep working 24-7. Um, how about you and just your feeling of the love of football? Like, obviously in high school you loved it. Mm-hmm. Now it's a full-time job. Do you still feel that same drive, passion, and enthusiasm knowing, knowing – What's ahead of you and how much hard work it takes? I definitely, I've definitely thought about that a lot. I was like, man, am I going to start to like not like playing football or is it going to be too much? But every time I've gone to practice, I'm like, wow, I really love this sport. And like, you know, there's dudes who don't get the opportunity to go out and just practice anymore. And every time I think about that, I'm like, wow, I can't take this for granted. Like, you know, I'm about to go out and practice with my teammates and my, my buddies that I've, that I've grown to love. So it's like, it's really a great opportunity. And I try not to be like, man, I don't want to practice today because I get to practice today. So yeah. it's really cool. And I feel like you have that perspective as well going through COVID and just having that understanding that in a blink of an eye, it can all be taken away, even out of your control. Yeah, for sure. Because you never know what happens. Like one play might be fine. And the next play you might get hurt. So it's like... It's really just you got to play every play like it's your last. And every practice, I try and go out and, and work hard and never, never just, uh, never just settle for anything. Obviously, a lot of people were excited that you went from Rochester to Illinois. It's the state school. It's right up the road. Everyone can cheer for you and is excited for you. How happy are you with that decision? Still, do you still love Illinois as much as you did a year ago? I definitely do. I love it there. Um, yeah, it's kind of crazy because before Coach B came in, I was like, I was, I wouldn't even like have considered Illinois, 
Um, and then he came in and offered me, and I was like, holy cow, like, I, I should really, like, consider going to Illinois. Yeah. And now that I'm there, I'm like, this is, like, perfect. I love it there. Like, the coaching staff is just amazing, and, you know, the guys on the team are just, they're really, really good guys, so it's kind of like, I don't, I don't see myself anywhere else. What's your thoughts on the transfer portal as a whole in terms of college athletics and how it's changed and shaped and how it does change a team every single year where coaches basically have to recruit you every single year again. Yeah, that's that's definitely uh, a loose cannon in the in the world right now. Um, that's a good way to describe it. Yeah, I think. yeah. especially with all the NIL stuff going on, yeah. dudes can just pick up and, and leave for money. So it's like you never know what's going to happen or who they're going to bring in. Um, but I feel like for us, we haven't had a ton of transfers um, you know, dudes will transfer like if they're if they're down on the depth chart or something like that, or if they're if they don't like the coach or something. But I feel like we don't have many guys at all that are unhappy with their coaches. So right. um, usually, if guys transfer, it's because they're so far down on the depth chart. And then you know, obviously, we bring guys. We brought we think I think we've brought like three or four guys in since the end of the season, um, and they've they've meshed with the team pretty well. Yeah. Uh, so for us, it's, it hasn't been a huge thing, um, but definitely for other areas, it's like, man, dudes will if they if they can play, and they are like offered some money from a big school, like what's stopping them from going? So it's really, right. it's becoming something else, and it's interesting to see like what what rules they're gonna try and put on it if they're gonna try and put anything on it. The cat's already out of the bag. Like, how can you put rules on something that you've allowed for I know, yeah, a couple years now? It's, uh, it's definitely, yeah, it's definitely something. Um, talking with Nick a couple weeks ago, he's really good friends with Luke, um, who is one of those transfers you talked about. And, you know, coming from a high-profile program like Ole Miss uh, to Illinois, how do you feel like he will fit in? And what, what do you see his future if, if he earns that starting job? Yeah, I think he's a, he's a really nice guy. Like... Um, just coming from Old Miss, coming from the South, I think, how he grew up, he's always been really, like, respectful and stuff. So whenever I first met him, I was like, this, this is a really nice kid. Um, and then, you know, we threw with him over the winter before uh, we really started spring ball. And we could kind of see, like, man, this kid has an arm. He's accurate. He can throw the ball nice. Uh, so whenever we got um, to practicing, it was kind of like, how is he going to be, like, decision-making and with his legs and stuff. But uh, he's definitely he's definitely had a good spring. Um, he's proven that he can throw the ball and make the right decision. Um, he's made good decisions, you know, just coming into a new system after three weeks, four weeks with the with the offense coordinator. Um, and he's like, he's sneaky fast too. Um, so you know, if he if he earns a starting job, I think he'll be a good fit. How about Rochester? How much do you still follow along with what Derek's doing and what their program? I, I talked to uh, Derek quite a bit. Um, Man, that I was uh, it was when we were playing Michigan. I was up in the hotel and I was I was listening to the SHG game on the going on the up twenty eight to nothing. I know. I was like, yeah. I'm having flashbacks right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I was in the lobby with my dad and we were listening to it on the radio. We were up like two touchdowns or something, and I turn it off. I walk upstairs, go to my room, turn it back on. I'm like, we're down now. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, what's going on? Um, yeah, that was a that was a rough one. Uh, but definitely, uh, definitely following uh, what they're doing, and you know, keeping up with uh, who's on the team and how they're doing and stuff. And I just saw that uh, 
Lance got an offer from yeah. a Southern, right? Yeah, with Zach. And- yeah. So I I don't know if it's for defense or what what it's for. Uh, I'm not sure, but if you haven't seen him lately, he's massive. Yeah. I saw him the other day. I was like, this kid's growing a little bit. <laughs> yeah, he's huge. Yeah. Um, last question: Do you feel like you know now that it's been a handful of years since Rochester's won a state title? Do you feel like there's a new chip out there on not only the the program but especially those coaching staffs because there's nobody more competitive than Derek and Steve and Nelly and all those guys where it's like. Okay, people are saying we, like we fell off, like it's a joke. But yeah, um, do you feel like that there's that feeling out there in Rochester of like, okay, we got to show them that we're Rochester again. I I definitely feel like, especially when people are like, oh, Rochester fell off. Like, you know, we're still making it to the semifinals and <laughs> every single year. I know, yeah. so it's like it's not as bad as it sounds because there's such like a high level of expectation there. Um, but yeah, I would say those kids are hungry and that coaching staff is hungry and I wouldn't be surprised you know if they just flip the switch and go crazy again yeah um, especially with you know the new schedule next year if they open playing Peoria it's like alright let's see how yeah. good this team is and what they have for sure um, alright man thanks for your time I appreciate it good luck this year and we're excited to keep watching appreciate you having me on here Thanks to Hank for his time. Nothing but the best of luck to him and his season next year and beyond. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for taking the time to hear what I have to say. I greatly appreciate it, and I will see you next week. Next week.